21 Jump <laughs> Street. <laughs> it reminds me of Saturday afternoon naps, Beth. <laughs> you know how much I love myself to jump yes. street. Yes. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the clubhouse. I'm Beth. And I'm Kirsten. And this is the Made for TV Movie Club podcast. Beth, we want to welcome our new listeners in Honolulu, Hawaii. Welcome, Hawaii. Thank you. Thank you. We're down to only four states left that we need some listeners in. All right. And Nova Scotia, Canada. Welcome, Canada. We love oh, Canada. Canada. Canada was our, had our first international listeners. Yes. Yay. Yay. And also, we're very sorry to everybody who's being affected by the wildfires. Yes, because they must be awful up there. Yes, because the smoke they have been down terrible. here has been terrible and yeah. all i can think of is like how much worse how much worse how much worse it must be up in canada and i so. heard that last tuesday was the worst single worst day in the united states was in milwaukee oh i and believe that it was the day we moved justin yeah mm -hmm. it was it was, it was bad. very bad to be outside. It was very bad. I have to tell you a quick little story about Dude, I love a story. Dude, I know. Come on, girl. So on the, on the last day of school, which is typically a half day, but this year was a whole day, one of my students left early because they were going on a family trip to Canada. And I had spoken with my students about the smoke from the Canadian wildfires and showed them a map of how it was like coming down into the yes. United States. And this sweet, he's my tiniest, sweetest, little, little mm -hmm. peanut. He looks up at me as he's leaving. He's like, Mrs. Syra, do you think that I have to worry about the wildfires getting me when I'm in Canada? And I was like, oh, baby, no, I don't think you're going where the fires are. But it was so I it was it was so sweet and innocent and childlike. And yet, like, really made me go, oh, my gosh, I made this child very scared. Well, I think that we don't always realize how kids are affected or how they reinterpret re what we yes. say. Cause I remember when, when we, the first time we flew, I didn't know this till later, but J just Jack told me when he, when he was like in his teens that he was afraid to fly the first time because he thought he was going to get sucked. If he went to the bathroom, not afraid to fly, afraid to use the bathroom because he thought he might get sucked out of the plane Ooh. when he flushed. Mm -hmm. But I think my brother told him that. So <laughs> That's all you need to say. I have an I have another story before we say get no started. More. Yes. I got an email. I think oh, I got this email. Yes, you did. Pod status and it says uh your podcast, the Made for TV Movie Club podcast has good performance in Apple Podcast rankings in the last 30 days. Yeah. So we are currently position 7 in film and TV in Costa Rica. Yay. And position 98 in all categories in Costa Rica. Yay. Thanks for listening to we us, Costa, you, Costa Rica. Rica. Yay. It's interesting because they don't, they aren't in one of the top countries that listen. Yeah. So they must be big enough or maybe, you know, I don't know. Maybe there's just fewer people listening in Costa Rica to podcasts could be you know, we don't know we, we just don't know, don't know. But we'll just take it i'm not i'm number happy. seven i know we're number seven we're, we're number seven oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you know what number seven deep inside the forest is a door into another land grizzly adams yes the old miner guy mm -hmm. his donkey was named number seven was named i remember seven. that from the movie yes Aw. So okay. if you haven't figured it out, dear listeners, yes. we're reviewing and recapping 21 Jump Street pilot movie. Yay! I'm not sure how I didn't remember this was a pilot movie. We, I love 20, I, I think.
think I I've talked, you. I'm pretty sure I've talked about this on the, I know mm -hmm. I talk a lot about the Hardy Boys. I love 21 Jump Street. It was my favorite TV show. It was. I never missed a single episode. No, you didn't. Ever. You didn't. I, 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 even like in college, it was mm -hmm. Sunday nights. So I don't know if you remember this, but when Fox first started as a, as a network, they only had a few hours of like programming Time. a yeah, day yeah. and they only had a few original shows. Yes. One of them I think was the Simpsons. Yep. For sure. Which started out, that was on the Tracy, what was her name? Tracy Ullman. Tracy, Tracy Ullman show. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. And then they had its own series, which obviously still continues today. Yeah. America's Most Wanted. Yep. And 21 Jump Street. All of those were on Sunday nights. They don't know about us. They never heard of love. Oh, that reminds me. Got to tell you another story. Yes, we got a little time. I know this we isn't got, a very long. We've got to, we haven't seen each other for I like know, a month. Like, like well, not really, weeks. just two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> just feels like a month. But also, it's only it's not even seven full pages. Yeah, so we got plenty of time. So I think I told you this story, but I'll tell it again. So I was saying to Justin, or actually my whole family, I was like, so Marjan, our editor, who yes. we love. Hi, Marjan. Hi, Marjan. He, he told us that he could auto-tune my voice if I sang. <laughs> yeah, I've still been afraid to sing. Yes. So I said, well, Marjan said he could auto-tune my voice if I sang on the podcast. And Justin, my now second favorite son's reply was, <laughs> Mom, I don't think anybody can auto-tune that voice oh, and make it work. Oh, that's so mean, Justin. <laughs> Justin, you call your mom and tell her you love her right now. I'm going to put it to the test one of these days, yes. but I'm still afraid. Oh, don't be afraid. 21 Jump Street first yes. aired on April 12th, 1987. Yes. Okay. The movie database describes the series as 21 Jump Street revolves around a group of young cops who would use their youthful appearance to go undercover and solve crimes involving teenagers and young adults. It aired for five seasons from 87 to 91 on Fox. Johnny Depp was only in the first, I think, three seasons. Okay. IMDb describes the pilot movie as part of a new police initiative. A young looking police officer, Hanson, is sent into a high school undercover to investigate a dangerous drug dealer. Bum, bum, bum. Although you don't even know he's dealing drugs no. until the end because no. of all the, all it's the cars. It's, 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 so, it's so We're not even follow. sure it was we're drug not dealing. Even, we sure. don't even know what happened. We don't exactly. really know what happened. We watched it multiple times. There were some holes. Yeah. <laughs> So the pilot and the first four seasons of 21 Jump Street starred People's Choice Award winner and Oscar nominee Johnny Depp. I'm oh, sorry. So I'm sorry. So he was on four seasons. Okay. The fifth was somebody they hired that looked just like him, but I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Okay. If you don't know who Johnny Depp is, he was also in an eight on Elm Street. Yeah. He was the cute high school boyfriend. Yeah. He was, I think, the first one to go down against Freddy Krueger. <laughs> one of the first. Whoops. Depp's is also known, obviously, for Sweeney Todd, What's Eating Gilbert Grape, Edward Scissorhands, Pirate of the Caribbean movie series, Being Married to Amber Heard. Oh, yeah. All that stuff. All that stuff. And all, we don't need to go We're into not, any no, further not, than I'm that. I'm not saying anything more about know. that. Holly Robinson Pete. Yes. Plays Officer Judy Hoffs. Yes. Robinson Pete is best known for this show and Hanging with Mr. Cooper. It's true. That was a great show. Yeah. Most recently, she starred in a lot of, she's been starring in a lot of TV movies, but she's also specifically starring in a movie mystery series, pretty sure on the Hallmark okay. channel or the Hallmark Movies and Mysteries channel called Morning Show Mysteries. Oh, okay. I have not seen that because no. somehow or other my subscription for that channel yeah. is gone. Okay. So I'm pretty sure somebody... <clears throat> my husband may have called up and canceled that. Oh, darn it. I know. 
She's also a singer, and she did sing the theme song for 21 Jump Street. She did. She sounded yes. great. Yes. Oscar nominee. Yes. Frederick Forrest plays Captain Jenko. Yep. He's only in the first few episodes of the series. It's true. He is best known for The Rose. I loved that movie. Some say love. And Apocalypse Now, which I thought was utter garbage. I'm sorry. I, oh, it's pretty horrible. People, it's pretty... I saw it when I was so young that yeah. I'm not even sure I understood what was happening. I mean, no. I understood some of the themes of it. And, you know, obviously my father was a v sniper in Vietnam. So I understood the Vietnam war, but I don't, don't, didn't really understand the movie. Agreed. But again, I was like 10 or 11 mm -hmm. because we had HBO. And so yeah. we just watched whatever we wanted. We had the <laughs> wah, wah, wah parenting of the seventies and eighties. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, don't you? Yes. His last role was for all the King's men in 2006. And sadly, Case, yes, he passed away last week. Yeah. I believe it. So it would have been the first week of July, okay. 2023. Okay. I was really sad when I saw that. Yeah. Dustin, oh, now I'm going to say the name wrong. Dustin Guyon. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Is my best. I've never actually, I've asked because we've had students with that last name and I have asked people who are smarter than me how to pronounce that name. And there are multiple ways okay. that, that people pronounce it. So I think Nguyen is, is respectful, okay. I guess. Because, yeah, we want to be respectful. I, yes. just, I probably should have maybe looked into that a little more. Listen, and give me a really long Polish I know, name I and know. I can nail it every we, time. We, you, I know you know how to say Akonomowak. Yes, it's true. It's true. But I think it's Nguyen. Okay. He plays Officer Harry Truman Aoki. Yes. In addition to this role, he's also known for his roles in Warrior and Little Fish. Yep. His most recent role, he's still a act, uh, working actor. 2023, The Accidental Getaway Driver. That sounds intriguing. I know. I feel like we should watch that. I think we should. We, it's, I bet it's streaming. We'll have to look it up. Yes. And so, Case, one of your favorites. Peter DeLuise. Peter DeLuise. He's, to me... He's the hottest guy on this show. I know. Sorry. He had he had kind of like that super cute boyfriend vibe. Yes. You know, whereas yes. whereas Johnny Depp's character had like super hottie boyfriend, uh, you know, yeah. vibes. Yeah. And I was I misspoke in a previous episode. I said that Peter DeLuise was on Wizards of Waverly Place. It was one of his brothers. Oh, that's, that's right. why I was confused okay. about that. I I think David DeLuise played okay. the I dad. Okay. And and it would make sense because he's would even at that point been a little too old to play the dad of a teenager do you know what i mean yeah he's older than us yes not 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 necessarily but yeah the way that they the way that they casted it mm -hmm. so he is he's the son of two very famous actors from the 60s and 70s dom DeLuise and carol arthur yep he is probably best known for this role but actually after he left, like, probably starting in the late 90s or so. He's moved into directing. Yes. And he does a lot of, directs a lot of movies for the Hallmark Channel. Okay. And so there's been three different Stargate TV series that he's directed, like, I think most of the episodes for. Okay. I don't, I don't, I've never watched Stargate. I know of it. Yeah. I've heard of it. I've heard of it. Yeah. I, I never watched it. No, I'm, I'm not really a big sci-fi. I mean, I, no. I don't hate no, it. I, I hear what you're saying. And I, yeah, I'm not, I, I don't follow a lot of those television shows because when, you know, when there's some kind of dramatic uh, storyline that you have to follow for a long time, I, you lose me after a while because I always fall asleep. Dude, I, I, I've stayed with, with Supernatural for what? 
almost 10 seasons. Yeah. And it was 20. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I can only take so much as well. Yeah. I've been watching really old episodes of NCIS. Oh, did I love that show? Yeah, you did. Oh, you did. Last night I watched three episodes from season one. Oh, oh so the good. Nostalgia. So good. Well, Beth, our movie, it opens at Worker Lee's mansion. Oh, that must have been a nice place. Yeah. Teenage, teenager Noreen is arguing with her mom. Uh, and when Noreen sits down with her parents for dinner, her teenage brother, Kenny, joins them. And I love how she like puts on, you know, her music for the, for the dinner hour. <laughs> and dad's like, what trash is that? <laughs> I, okay. oh, the other day we were out on the boat and my nephew put on some music. I don't remember what it was. It was probably something, it's something current or whatever. And I'm like, turn off that rock and roll rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, is that freedom rock? <laughs> well, turn it up. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my gosh. Okay. So. As they are as a family eating in the dining room dinner, like, because that happens all the time. <laughs> Two armed men break through the glass patio door and enter the house. And I'm pretty sure every time we saw glass breaking, it broke before, like, a gunshot or the smash. I know. It's like, it's like okay, smash, it's and, like, then and then you see the yeah, thing. <laughs> suburban family is sitting in their dining room to eat dinner, and then thugs come crashing through the don't, door. Don't, don't, the, don't they, they have a mansion? Don't they have, like, any kind of security system? Oh, right. Okay. Clearly not. One of the men demands six grand from Kenny because he owes them, which just doesn't make sense because he's such a little nerd. I it's know. Like, How did he get mixed How? up? What is going on? All right, so then the other guy shoots out the TV and demands the keys to Mr. Weckerly's Jaguar, which uh, he drives off. And the other guy drives off in a red Ferrari, um, which they apparently they arrived drove, in. Yeah. Yep. And at first, you're not sure because, like, you're they, you know, cut to the driveway with the Jaguar and the Ferrari. And I'm like, but the first time I watched it, I was like, why didn't they ask for the Ferrari? But then I realized that the, actually the Ferrari was theirs because you yes. have no way of knowing yes. until they leave. It was another one of those confusing things because mm -hmm. we know what their names are, but they don't even tell us to like episode two yeah. or late in episode and one. And then they probably changed them too. And they did. They, they called one guy, one guy. And then they're like, oh, and his nickname is this. And yeah. then it's like, what the heck is happening? This is why I cannot follow things. And we have no idea how Kenny got hooked up with these people no. because they clearly didn't ever hang out together. Yeah. And we have no idea why dad has the keys in his pocket. Oh, yeah. His suit coat. Like, why? When you come home, what do you do? Keys oh, down. Bag. But you know what I just thought of? He's still wearing a full suit. He didn't take a suit coat off to well, eat dinner. Well, no, because it's formal dinner at the dining room at, table, at Beth. The, at the Weckerly's Bienchen. Yes. It's a nice house. Yes. Not as nice as this house possessed. No. No, that will be the favorite. That's the best. Okay. All right. So, Beth, now, new scene. We've got Mr. Seinfeld. Oh. I mean, oh. <laughs> Officer Donegan, but it is the same actor. We're calling him Mr. Seinfeld. Mr. Seinfeld. And we're going to call him Mr. Seinfeld. Right. Because when we watch this, that's what we think of. And that's what we called Mrs. Mrs. Seinfeld. We and called Mrs. Seinfeld <laughs> just a couple weeks ago. We're call so, them who they are. Yep. So Mr. Seinfeld and Officer Tom Hansen, i.e. Johnny Depp, Yummy. are taking a break from patrolling to eat at a diner. Mr. Seinfeld is kind of a whiny baby complaining that there was no academy when he joined the police department. Let me tell you a story, little Dylan. Yeah, and and I'm calling... very, very old in this. He should probably, I'm sure they had mandatory retirement for police well, officers. Well, right. And they were playing it pretty, pretty heavy. The, they, the I, whole... think, I think the 
point was trying they instead of just being like hey hotshot why are you beating up everybody and you look so young they just keep repeating you look so young yeah next scene you look so young I you're know. such it's, a hothead you a, look so young stop breaking noses tiresome, isn't it yeah who got old yeah and and he also made some mention like i'm retiring in 15 days or something like that yeah. so it's like a trope, trope but trope, then trope, he trope, didn't trope. because he was on again later on in the movie listen <laughs> ours is not to question i get one. it okay so they call he calls him a baby face and so they refer to each other by their last names so that's what we're going to say right. Throughout the whole series they all call each other by their last name yeah and mr seinfeld knew hansen's dad who was a cop who died in the line of duty correct okay so gives you a little background on johnny depp's character right you know he's he's he's, he's a hot-headed baby-faced hot rookie hot hot, hot. <laughs> rookie in the police force whose dad died tragically whose dad died in line i of duty. think all of those things they explore throughout the series yes i think that that just set that up for yep. the series yep all right so they're sitting at a drive-in with the typical like the tray is on their window yeah. kind of drive-in and or, or what we would call the a and w yeah i was gonna sound like the a and w <laughs> the old a and w yeah so they get a 1061 on the radio to respond to the Weckerlies. Oh, and I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. Kenny, back to the Weckerlies house. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Kenny begs his dad not to call the police because he says oh, yes. these guys are going to kill him. Correct. Obviously, his dad didn't listen because now the police at the A&W are getting a call saying come to the home of the Weckerlies. I think part of the problem at the Weckerlies is that the dad never listened. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think we get to, we we learn that at the end, I think. I think we kind of sure. learn that throughout because some sort of parents are kind of learned. I think in my opinion, I would have rather had the wah 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 parenting than these people. Yeah. They were insufferable. Yeah, they were. <laughs> like the dad is asking him, have you practiced your clarinet? Like oh my God. Okay. Anyway, and this kid's supposed to be a drug dealer. Right. The drug dealing clarinet player. Yeah. Who's also Because that happens all and, the time. And he's also in drama club, which, you know, when you're in the school play, it takes no time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You just mm -hmm. show up one yeah. day and then mm -hmm. all your lines. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, seriously, how many hours a day are you practicing in drama club? At least yeah. two to three. A minimum. Having been tied to right. both of those that's in high school, you. I'm going to tell you, that's not where the drugs were. Yeah. That's not well, where the drug dealers that, were. There's that too. Yes. <laughs> anyway. Back to our story. The, so <laughs> they get this call and and the, they tear out of the parking lot with the tray still attached. Like seriously, just Come set on. it on the ground. And but and but the funny thing is, is by then it's done. They're yeah. not they're not going to stop a crime. No. They're responding taking to a, call a report for a crime that's already occurred yeah. hours ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take your coffee at least with you, Hanson. Okay. So that's funny. I actually didn't even think about that. Yeah. In the Weckerly's house, Noreen, the daughter, is flirting with Hanson, Johnny Depp. She's got the moon um, eyes. Kenny, like this. Yes. Kenny, our, our clarinetist, refuses to speak <laughs> to the police, but he's sitting on the stairs, halfway up the stairs. I feel like oh, we should play be some so Kenny distracted. <laughs> Oh, all right. And he's and Kenny's still mad about the Rhythmics concert he was not able to go to because while the police are there, he makes a crack about not having been able to go to the Rhythmics. Not that I don't feel it for you, Kenny, because the Rhythmics rocked. True. But earlier, <laughs> his sister said he couldn't go because he got a D. Yeah. And, he said, and he said he couldn't go because he failed. 
So I don't know. Either way, you're right. I know. I, you know me. I notice those little. Well, there was another little thing crazy. in our next movie we got to yeah. talk about. All right. So Kenny refuses to speak to the police. Mister Seinfeld then tells Mister Weckerly, the dad, that that he would beat the truth out of Kenny if it were his Classy. kid. Wonderful. As the cops leave, Hanson tells Mister Seinfeld that they should turn the case over to juvenile, and then then Kenny will go to juvie. Yeah. Although. Kenny has not committed a crime. He was actually the victim of a crime. Correct. So why would he go to juvie? Because they don't know why he was there. These they people both, were there. But Beth, they both believe Kenny is involved in drugs But they somehow. can't prove it. So they're no. not going to send Kenny to juvie. No. He was the victim of a crime. And did they cover up that door with cardboard is what I'm wondering. I, I think they had people to come fix that right Probably. away. All right. So new scene. There is an armed robbery at a convenience store while driving to (laughs) just down the street, driving police. Mr. Seinfeld notices the car from the armed robbery and tries to stop the men who take off. And now we're in hot pursuit until a crash. (laughs) (laughs) And Mr. Seinfeld has to go find backup because... He pulled the radio out of the police car by accident. These guys are not cops. Like, what is happening? I don't think I want them to like, I don't know, be anywhere near a crime. So we've got, so we've got, there was a, an armed robbery at a convenience store. The perpetrators are driving away. The Mr. Seinfeld and Johnny Depp just happen to see them start chasing them down. There's a crash and a removed radio. Yeah. And, and then remember Hanson discharges his weapon. Yep. Like, and then two of the men steal the police. They steal the police car. Yep. So, so, and it was so like, okay. So the car crashes, and they're and, and the cops pull walk out, you know, because they've crashed it, and they they walk out of the car, and they're like, "Hey, get out of the car!" And the three guys go, "All right." And so they just get out, and they turn, you know, like they're putting their hands and stuff on the car. When suddenly, like the two guys just take a run for it into the police car and drive away. Right. And then, and the cops are left sitting there with the one guy like, well, we got you. And then, and then Mr. Seinfeld's like, well, I better go get some help and starts moseying down the road. I mean, and then, and then it's just, it's, it's like how many, how many cars is Hanson going to crash before he gets removed from duty? Yeah. Oh, and I forgot this part. So the one guy that's left does kind of put up a little bit of a fight. Yeah. So Hanson, the Johnny Depp character punches him, but accidentally hits Mr. Seinfeld in the nose. You didn't forget it because that happens after that, when he's coming back. Oh, he didn't actually know that he was behind him or whatever. Yeah. I think it was like this, Okay, which wouldn't have actually broken somebody's nose anyway. No, that's not how you punch people, but whatever. And apparently this is something that, um, Hanson has done to two two other other partners partners already. Yeah. And then Hanson apologizes to Mr. Seinfeld and then Hanson, i.e. Johnny Depp's character is called to speak to the captain. He has to go see the principal. The captain. Now we're cut to the captain's office. Right. All right. So. 
that that scene is cleaned up. I think they're smoking cigarettes in there, aren't they? I'm sure they are. I think they were. The captain believes that Hansen is overwhelmed and is only, he's only 21. Right. He is just a little baby. A little baby. Nobody will. just a baby. And nobody wants to ride with him anymore because apparently (laughs) he's now broken three partners' noses. He's just a baby. He doesn't know what he's doing. The captain tells him he's assigning him to an undercover program that is the mayor's baby. I'm just a baby. (laughs) Only a a handful of higher-ups know about this program. (gasps) Secret. Called Jump Street Chapel, which is run out of, guess what? An old abandoned chapel. Is it at 21 Jump Street? At the corner of Jump Street and 6th Avenue. Better Jump Street. Hanson asks if it's called Fast Times at Bust Your Buddy High. (laughs) Hanson turns down the offer because he hated being in high school the first time. Didn't we all? Mm, Pretty much. I want to go back to high school. No. No, No, I want to go back now. Oh, like now I'm going to go pretend I'm 18. (laughs) There's some woman in her late 20s just got arrested for pretending she was in high school. I don't, maybe she wanted to be prom queen. We don't know. I mean, why do people do that? I don't, I don't know why you would actually really, truly go back. I mean, I know I get for some people, those were the best years of their life. And if that's you listener, I'm so sorry. Mm -hmm. It's time to move on. It's time to move on. All right. So the cop tells him or the captain tells him it's either jump street or desk duty until you look old enough to be a cop. Or stop crashing stuff and beating up your partners. Yeah. And then the captain tells Hanson, of course, that he used to ride with his dad and that his dad would be proud of him. Okay. They keep bringing up the dad. Later, cut to home where Hanson is doing what? The most 80s thing ever, playing the saxophone. saxophone. And there's flashbacks of Hanson speaking with his dad about fighting with another kid at school. Because apparently Hanson was actually bullied. Very weird. Okay. And I tried to find out. You said this voice sounded like Charlie. I couldn't even find there's no credited. It was an interesting voice. Whoever it was was not credited anywhere. It was like a known voice to me. Yeah, I'm sure it was. All right. So. Hansen shows up to the Jump Street Chapel in, slash cop shop in his <laughs> uniform. There he meets Officer Doug Penhall, Officer Harry Truman, or H.T. Ioki, Captain Jenko, and Officer Judy Hoffs. She had the best fashion. Yes. Captain Jenko, wearing a leather jacket with Jim Morrison on the back, comes down a fire pole from the floor above because that always happens. They put those in churches all the time here. Hansen is surprised his new <laughs> boss is a deadhead. Jenko tells Hansen that he also plays lead guitar in a garage band on Friday nights. All right. Now, Jenko discloses that they've been in this chapel now for a month and their goal is to infiltrate the high schools and catch the young juvenile delinquents before they become hardened adult criminals all right so we're gonna take a break and listen because this is where this is like the the beginning of him working at jump street Street. you better jump while you're out in the field getting your butt kicked by all the bad grown-ups me and my guys here were training to do some real battle. You see, the way I look at it, child is the father of man. I mean, these bad grown-ups are coming from somewhere. They don't just hatch that way. That's why we're trying to yank them out while they're still in high school, Dig? Dig? Hey, spare me the rap about how I talk, okay? Yeah, I know. You went to Woodstock, right? Right on, brother. Now, we're about four weeks ahead of you here, Hanson. 
So I'm going to have to rush you through some of the training. What kind of training? Pops! Going to teach you how to be a teenager again, sport. How does that grab you? I'm talking about the bad kind. The kind that gets into trouble. The kind you're going to have to be like so they think you're one of them. Dig? So I went to go look up yes. the woman who got arrested. And the first thing that comes up is one from nine years ago. 31-year-old Texas woman arrested for pretending to be a high school sophomore. Why? And then the other one, 28-year-old woman arrested for posing as a high school student. Apparently that happens. It's a thing. Why? I have no idea. I think that's a weird hobby. Um, yeah, I, I just, I don't, I do not understand. It feels very unsafe for somebody like that to be doing that mm-hmm. unless you're a cop. I find it hard to believe that somebody in their late 20s or early 30s could really, truly pull that off. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. I didn't actually read the articles, but I'm just saying. Yeah. So let's talk some more, Case. All right. What's happening on Jump Street, Beth? There's an officer high school training montage. New hair and clothes for Hanson. Video cane. Record shopping. Oh, that made me jealous. That was, that pulled at my heartstrings. It a did. Bit. It did. That record store itself mm, kind of looked really kind of creepy. creepy. But just the whole, like, just remember, like, flipping one at a oh, time. Oh, you records. could spend oh. so much time in the record yeah. store. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it didn't look as good as Tracks and Pretty in Pink, though. No. That was the best record store ever. It's true. There was a really good record store on the east side of Milwaukee that just you could spend so much time in. And then they had the exclusive company. And, they had the, and I do was... you know they're pulling down the exclusive company building because they're Aww. putting up a hotel? Mm. They're, uh, what, how, what's, how does the song go? They're... Put up a parking lot. What's the Joni Mitchell song? Take paradise and put up a parking Although lot. Although I would argue that the exclusive company building isn't paradise because it pretty much is really old and gross. Yeah, that, and, and that corner was pretty raunchy because if you recall across the street to the east from there was that like rooming house. And when I say rooming house. Remember the one I told I mean you that I looked house. at? Yeah. I worked at that Sally Beauty Supply on the corner though. I know. So did Doug. Time, I know. I hey, think- Doug. I think, Doug, I think I must have maybe known you from then. I, I mean, I don't know if it was the same time period. And I didn't last long because, as you know, my track record for working back then was a little like, we sure. want to go out tonight and I have to work? <laughs> Who needs that job? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can get another one. <laughs> yeah. I There's a really good empanada place down on Brady Street called La, Ma- La Mesa. Yes. Oh, it's so good. We have to go there sometime. It's yes. delicious. And there was a Greek place that I used to go to get carrot soup and spinach pie. That's not Casablanca, mm-hmm. is it? Nope. Down the street was mm-hmm. Comedy Cafe. Remember yeah, Comedy now that's Cafe? something else, too. Yes, it is. And yeah. I think the building still stands, so I don't think they tore the building down. We would have but to I take could be a wrong. tour. We haven't gone that far down No, the well, it's right by Justin's apartment, so yeah. we do have to go down there. The, yeah. new, the new Pizza Man is not that far away, either. Oh, true story. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, after the montage, yes. Judy's wearing the awesome blue jean jacket with all the buttons she's so cool so now it's nighttime yes officer doug penhall well he throws a beer at a van it's it's kind of like an outdoor party it kind of reminded me of the beginning of um now i can't think of the name of the movie the vampire movie with Kiefer sutherland oh dang it what uh not wild boys um anyway lost boys lost boys where they're at the boardwalk and it's dark and everybody's hanging around i was i it kind of reminded me of a bar at closing time well i mean that's that what too. i thought it was like that too and that may be what it was yeah 
So anyway, a beer uh, van is going by and P Penhall throws a beer at the van. Mm -hmm. And so then Jenko comes out. Obviously, everybody's undercover. Yep. Jace, the drug dealer with Penhall, teases Jenko and Jenko leaves. Yep. So now they're, he's driving away and he's talking in back. And we see that Hanson, Hobson, and Ioki are like hiding back there. Yep. Um, and Jenko sends Hanson to pretend he's Penhall's cousin and tells him to buy drugs from Jace. Okay. He is not supposed to bust anybody. Right. Spoiler alert. Hanson's hot-headed. Yep. And hot. Guess what happens? Guess what happens? Oh, boy. He makes the buy. Yep. Jace puts a gun to, gun to his head, and he questions whether Hanson's a cop. Is it is it true that if you're a cop, you can lie and say you're not? Or do I you don't have to? Know. Remember that, that stupid like... rumor? Yes. They're, and they made fun of it on the Goldbergs when the two older kids went to go buy fake IDs and David Spade played the guy who made the fake IDs. <laughs> it was so funny. They totally made fun of that that trope that may or may not be true so hansen of course beats up jace takes his gun and arrests him apparently there were no rules for cops back then right right jenko now is really mad at hansen for making the arrest because as it turns out case oh yeah they spent six months building the case penhall's cover is blown and what he bought was fake drugs. He bought like oregano or it's something. It's a big hot mess. You would think they would at least train you to try and figure out if it's a real, if the drugs you're buying are real. You know what I mean? They are legally allowed to lie about anything, including their identity. So if a person asks an undercover police officer whether he is a cop, he or she can lie and say they are not a cop. Okay. There you go. All right. So now we know. Which makes, I mean, duh, of course they, they have to How do How are that. they going to be able to infiltrate drug and alcohol and t the DEA, all this? You have to. You have to. You have to, to lie. Like, yeah. You have to, I mean, they're lying about who they are. Yeah. So now we're in pre-dawn. Kenny takes his little scooter out, pretending, oh, he's delivering newspapers. <laughs> Does a little smash and grab at the old jewelry store. It's so oh, weird. Smash and grab there, yeah. Kenny. Kenny. I killed Kenny. Yeah. Penhall and Ioki are working on Hoff's car at D Jump Street, which Hanson just touches. He goes like, he like pets it and it mm. fixes. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's yeah. really not, not cool. Yeah. Not cool. At their morning meeting, Jenko tells Hoffs to get worse grades because the felons won't hang out with her if she's on the honor roll. Okay. Penhall tells Jenko he's going to play golf the rest of the semester now that his cover's blown. Jenko promises he's going to find something for him. Okay. Ioki has a big... Big bus coming up, Case. Yeah. He's waiting for $6,000 he needs for a purchase. Oh, all right. Hanson is assigned to Amherst High School, and Jenko's like, dude, don't blow your cover on the first day. All right. High school montage. Here we go. I love those. And every, every good every good teen movie in the 80s had the montage going to high school in the Absolutely. morning. Absolutely. So the two men from Rucker Lease, the two bad guys, yep. they roll up in that red Ferrari case. Yep. And they're like, uh-oh, somebody's already parked in our spot. Yeah. Guess who that was? Mm, Hanson. A cutie patootie and a hot Mustang. Whoop, whoop. One of them is Tyrell, a.k.a. Waxer. We're going to call him Waxer because they called him Tyrell for half the show. Yep. And then they called him Waxer. Well, and I, I called him Red Leather Jacket. Right. It just got very confusing. Yes. I would have said maybe Michael Jackson wannabe because he kind of yes. dressed like and looked like Michael Jackson. For sure. So... Waxer and Hanson get into a fist fight, hmm. get sent to the prince's office. Ooh. Waxer gets two weeks detention. And guess what case? The principal's going to report him to the probation officer. Oh, uh, 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 uh. So now this weird little exchange happens where the principal tells Hanson he needs to go to an unknown sports game with his father the next night. Or 
I don't even know if it was clear that he was supposed to go to this game or if he was supposed to participate. He's like, you got to go to this game with your dad or get kicked out of school. Well, prior to that, this, this assistant principal man was reading his school records and and focusing on his athletic oh i didn't acuity. pay any attention to that and yeah so he was like oh you ran for 12 touchdowns and blah 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 blah. you better show up tomorrow night for yeah but why do that if he if he's gonna make him join the drama club i i, I do you know what i'm saying i don't know and then later in in this later on in this so at some point during the show Jenko says okay i guess we're gonna i'll see you tomorrow night because we gotta go like i'll see you tomorrow night at the game son but then they never show that happening. So no, I don't know. No. Which is why I'm just going to confess right now, which is why watching Jump Street, even at in like the late 80s, early 90s was difficult for me because I was like, what is the storyline here? There's no storyline. We don't even know how Kenny what is, is happening. We don't know why Kenny's doing smash and grabs for the waxer. Okay. We don't know. They never tell us nope. what the actual crimes are. No. Nope. So- now Hanson's walking down the hallway. He recognizes Kenny and Kenny yells at Waxer who comes up to him and he's like, leave me alone. And then Waxer threatens to kill Hanson. Okay. At this point, Kenny does not seem to recognize Hanson. Okay. Back at the station, Jenko is playing Frisbee with Penhall and Aoki because apparently even if you play an undercover cop or an undercover high school student, you get to be a child. Apparently. Because they don't really do much work no. there. Hanson wants to work and he's like, this is the only precinct with recess. Yeah. So now they're at their debriefing a term Jenko hates. Hanson reports that Was Waxer Wasker, Waxer is the suspect in the 211 they investigated earlier in the week and he witnessed Kenny being extorted by Waxer. Mm -hmm. We don't know why. They never even actually really and, tell and us. And by the 211, he means that house break-in. The break-in. Yeah. But mm -hmm. they don't even... Which was a different number during the house break-in. There were so many numbers being yes. thrown around. And I actually looked up a 211, and yeah. that's not robbery. Well, It was so, something else altogether. So it depends on... Because here's another thing I, I've learned. Every district or whatever has different numbers no. yes and here's one thing another thing i've learned about made for tv movies is that you can do anything at any time and it yes, doesn't and matter the models make no difference yeah, they don't go back and fact check no they do not no nope. it does not matter i want to write tv movies yes because i feel like i would be very <laughs> good at it no fact checking it wouldn't matter what I wrote. No, because you could have a hole and just continue it's with, like, with if Johnny Depp on the screen. They will come. Yeah. <laughs> Hanson asks Jenko then if it was a coincidence he was put in the same school as Kenny. And Jenko was like, of course not, dummy. And then Jenko puts Hanson and Ioki on a 24-hour stakeout. And they have to take Ioki's car because they're afraid Hanson's Mustang is going to be recognized since, remember, they had the fight over the car, exactly. the parking. Exactly. So Ioki does not enjoy the stakeout. Who would? But he and Hanson get to know each other a little bit. They talk about their lives. Mm -hmm. Ioki said he heard Hanson's father, again, bringing that up, yep. was a great cop who earned a Medal of Valor. And, and he's like, how did you get, how did he get it? And Hanson's like, well, he won it for getting killed on the job. Yeah. Okay. Now, Aoki and Hanson follow Kenny on his <laughs> on his little hardened criminal paper route. Yep. Also, if he's, on his scooter, if he's dealing drugs, why does he need a paper route? This is a good question. They witness him make another smash and grab, and now Aoki wants the collar. They're very obsessed with who's getting the collar. Yes, and that means that means who's who gets the accolades for arresting yes. whoever they arrest. 
They don't stop following, even though Kenny has figured out he's being followed. And then another cop joins in, which we find out later it's Mr. Seinfeld. Yes. And then after this whole thing is done, he tells Hanson, Mr. Seinfeld says, says to Hanson, I didn't recognize your new partner without a bandage on his nose. Get it? But um, bam! Oh my God! Hasn't broken it yet. No. Now we're in class, and a girl named Wendy gives Hanson a note asking him out. It's kind of cute. Kind of cute. No, it's in class, right? Teacher reads it. That was the that was the original texting. Yep. The teacher reads it, embarrassing her, and then the teacher makes Hanson join the drama club. See? Yeah. Because (laughs) because he read it because he got a note. Yeah. He didn't write the note. Like your punishment is joining the drama club because you got a note. Yep. Making him audition for the school play. Okay. Later, Hanson turns Wendy down, telling her he has a girlfriend. Okay. Suddenly, Hanson kisses Wendy, but then we find out he does it so that Kenny, who's walking down the hall, doesn't recognize him. But then Wendy's boyfriend pushes Hanson. It's a whole high school thing. Now, case we're at auditions for the drama play, drama club. Okay. Hanson reads with Kenny. Yeah. Who still has not recognized him as the dude who interviewed him at his dad's house. Nope. Because his hair, yes. to be honest. But then he was kind of like, do I know you? And then he's like, oh, you must have dated my sister, Noreen, who's dated everybody. Okay. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I dated her. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, yep, yep, yep. He offers Kenny a ride home. Kenny's like, no, dude, I got my scooter. I got a scoot home. Scooting along on my scooter. Yep. Wendy takes another run at Hanson, but she stops when he tells her he has a cold sore from Sheila, which is like super creepy. Mm, nummy. Yeah. Waxer and the other man, who we find out now... Almost at the end of the first episode. So this was a pilot. This was a pilot movie that aired in one part. But when they showed it in reruns, they separated it into two episodes. Yes. We find out that the second man at the Weckerly Mansion is named Ray. And now Waxer and Ray are both harassing Kenny. We we don't really know why or what Kenny did. We run, we never well, find out. Well, he parked out. in their parking spot. No, Hanson parked in the parking spot. Oh, we yeah. Don't know, we don't know why Kenny owes them $6,000. That's right, because all Kenny is doing is smashing grabs. Yeah, so if, if he's smashing and grabbing, isn't isn't it finder's keepers, baby? I mean, we never see Kenny do a drug deal. Or no. They never mention any drug deal. No. They barely mention drugs at all. Correct. So it's super strange. Anyway, Hanson is like, leave Kenny alone. And uh, Tyrell tells Hanson that Kenny is a business associate. Waxer threatens Hanson with a switchblade. And when the principal arrives, he warns Hanson that Waxer is a murderer with no context. That's all we know. Hanson reports to Jenko about the smash and grabs in the area, believing them all to be Kenny. That's a little scoot, scoot, scootery. Yep. He thinks they should book Kenny, but Jenko wants to find out how Waxer fits in and wait on the arrest. Okay. Now... We're at a chop shop. Oh, so sure. in addition to drugs, apparently, and smash and grabs, and the smash and grabs. I mean, they're serious entrepreneurs. Yes, it's true. They've got a lot of businesses going on. They are, you know, you got to spread yourself out. Yes, you can't put all your eggs in all your drug money in one basket. It's true. Ray and Waxer are stripping cars as part of a theft ring. Kenny finds out Waxer pieced out his father's Jaguar. But he's kind of mad about it. But I would be like, ha, dad lost the car. Mm-hmm. Kenny tells Tyrell, Kenny says that Tyrell owes him the difference for the rest of the Jaguar. Waxer demands Kenny's backpack, which is filled with stolen goods. And he asks Waxer if they're even. Waxer's like, we're never going to be even. So let's take a break and listen. <sighs> that was a lot that to digest. Lot. That was a lot. Yeah. I feel like we need a snack. Okay. Let's go have a snack. All right.
We're square now, right? Even? You can never get even, boy. But this year doesn't prove the TRW. <laughs> Hans and Aoki are following Waxerba. Correct. And he arrives at a very high-end restaurant in his red Ferrari. Remember, Waxer is the red leather jacket guy. Okay. Yes. Hanson, Johnny Depp, goes into the restaurant behind him, Waxer, red leather jacket guy. And Waxer is meeting a man there. Hanson gets carted at the bar. Okay. Again, with the heavy handedness. Yes. Of how young he looks. How young he looks. So Waxer and the man make an exchange. Waxer leaves with Aoki following him. Hanson hops into a yellow cab, which smashes into Waxer, who is now driving a Porsche. Right. He must have switched with the other guy at the restaurant, right? Porsche or Porsche? I, is it? I don't know. I've never been in either, so it doesn't matter to me. Waxer shoots at Hanson and shoots out the back window. Well, the back window crumbles before, before the bullet goes, but that, who's, who's counting? That happens every time there's yeah. gun gunshots near a window yep. or when they came in the Wexley mansion, it's like crash, boom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So the, he says, so, okay, the window shot out. Johnny Depp goes, follow that car. <laughs> but the, the, the cab can't go because like the whole front end is crashed Gone. in. The bumper is like kind of going underneath the car and it can, just can't drive anywhere. So, okay. <laughs> All right. So how many, mm. how many it's Hanson versus two cars so far? Yeah. It, he's not doing well. In that mm -hmm. department. Not going great. Hanson, Johnny Depp calls Jenko, the captain and tells him they screwed up. Ioki followed the man who met with Waxer after the vehicle switch, Hanson reports to Jenko, telling Jenko that the name the name and the address of the guy that Ioki followed. Right. Jenko tells Hanson that they'll pick up the man with Waxer in the morning. Correct. All right. Waxer meets up with Kenny, thanks him for his work, gives him drugs, and tells him to speedball it. So, so now little Kenny, who we haven't seen do any drugs, is getting... Enough drugs to speedball. To do a speedball, whatever that is. It sounds yeah, like a really, really deep into drug culture drug. Yeah, it seems like somebody who is just seems practicing like not cornet. smoking a little bit of grass Kenny on a Saturday even, night. Kenny doesn't even seem like he would smoke a little grass on a Saturday night. Yeah. Oh. So to speedball drugs is very bad. Just say no, Kenny. Oh my God. Just say no. All right. So now we've got Aoki dropping Hanson off at school. Hanson looks around for Kenny. So somehow at this point, Hanson magically knows Kenny's in big trouble. Yeah. And so he goes back to school to look for Kenny and goes into the locker room. Why not? Right? By himself to shoot up. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't you do it in your own bedroom? At home. Anyway. So that's where Hanson finds him. He's on the ground in the shower with the shower running, fully clothed, dying yep. of a drug overdose. Yep. Because, okay. But remember now, Hanson actually has to run to find a payphone to call for help. Well, first, well, he he finds, like, I feel like the phone that he it used was, was like, a, like an emergency an inter intercom well, It was probably thing. an interschool. Yeah. Like, he probably called to the front office, That's actually. what I thought. Yeah, yeah. That's probably what that was. But he but does. In my school, those were not attached to the wall. They were on desks. Well, and there weren't, like, whatever. Okay. Yeah. They weren't around. 
right. it wasn't like you would just find a phone on the wall and you could be in like, the hi, in the locker room, Mrs. Knob, it's me <laughs> in fifth building. All right. Jenko and Ioki arrest the man that was with Waxer from the night before. At, at the same time, Kenny is being taken into the hospital. All this right. is a lot going on. And none of it makes sense because we don't really know any of the, we don't really know what, let, we don't know what, we don't know. We don't know. We just don't know. We don't know. So now Doesn't come matter, to the hospital. Johnny Depp's in it. <laughs> and Johnny Depp is speaking with Peter Deloise's character, Hoffs. No, this. Hoffs is Judy. Penn Hoffs is Judy. Is Peter Deloise. Ah, Got to get these names right. You should have watched more Jump Street. All right. Hanson, Johnny Depp, blames himself and feels like Waxer wouldn't have given Kenny the, the hot shot slash speedball. Hanson hadn't been at the school, which makes no sense. That's why I read it so slowly. If I had not been undercover at the school trying to stop the drugs, then the drugs wouldn't have been sold. Okay. Okay. All right. Anyway, Kenny's parents apologized to him. At the hospital. At the hospital as Hanson arrives. Hey, but but then But then the dad is like... We're going to play golf this son, buddy. This We're going to play golf this Sunday, buddy. Yeah. Okay. All right, dad. Yeah, Kenny dad. calls Hanson a double agent. Hanson tells Kenny that Waxer was trying to kill Kenny with the speed bump. I'm having like hot shots. They killed Kenny. <laughs> oh, God. And it was because he figured out that Hanson was a cop. Yeah, none of that makes none sense. None of that makes sense. No, it doesn't. Kenny is obnoxious, and Hanson slaps him twice he in his hospital bed. Boom, boom. All right. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. He tells Kenny, I don't care about you, but I want to know where Waxer is. All right. Uh -huh. And he uses exactly that voice. That's exactly. <laughs> I don't and know. then you hear, well, I killed Kenny. <laughs> no, oh, you don't hear that. All right. So now. Hoffs and Penhall. That's so. That's Dom. Yeah, yes. Okay. Peter. I said Dom. Peter. <laughs> so they arrive on Penhall's motorcycle to the chop shop, so Hoffs can get an eight track from Waxer. I thought right. it was an eight ball. You? I don't know anything about drugs. <laughs> well, my writer wrote no, eight track. She said eight track, but I like thought the but term was I've... eight ball. But a track, <laughs> I'm thinking a track music. I know. All right, okay. We don't know drug terms. I'm sorry. This is the only drug term <laughs> I know. I I lived on the east side of Milwaukee in this apartment building, and one of the girls downstairs from us, who we didn't really know that well, had a boyfriend who was going to go to rehab, and she came up to tell us like she was really upset because he went to rehab, so she wasn't going to see him for a while, and she said that he packed an eight ball to take to rehab. <laughs> And you thought it was like... Well, I didn't know what an eight ball was. And that's how I found out that an eight ball was, I think it's cocaine or something like that. I don't even know. I don't even know either, I but I just remember all like, I, it was such a story staying vividly in my head because I was like, so you can like take drugs with you into rehab? Yeah. Like, is that, is that... I'm pretty sure your stuff thing? has gone through. Yeah. <laughs> all right. It was a strange, mm. it was a strange time in my life. Yeah. So Hoffs goes in alone, which is breaking protocol. Waxer finds Hoffs' wire, and Ioki and Penhall rush in as there's gunfire. So, like, everything is crashing down around everybody. Right. Jenko drives his van in. Ray and Jenko exchange gunfire. Wait, who's Ray? Ray is Waxer's partner. Other guy. The guy okay. from... The other guy from the other Breaking guy. of the House. Yes. Okay. 
Waxer runs outside and falls into Hanson's Mustang as Hanson's driving. And a made-for-TV movie foot chase ensues. All right, from the streets to the subway, Hanson catches Waxer and they fist fight. Boom, 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 boom. Hanson arrests Waxer. Jenko praises Hanson's work, which is good because I was worried, like, oh, God, now he's arresting somebody again. And he's not supposed to arrest people yet. Right. But now it's okay. All right. So Noreen, the sister, picks Kenny up from the hospital. Oh, I, I forgot to say, we pretty much can be assured that Waxer bro- got his nose broken, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And says something like, mom and dad thought I should pick you up from the hospital. It's so weird. She's, he's she's a like, minor. They're I not going to just let his minor sister pick him up from the hospital but they were like they don't want to overwhelm you i'm like yeah they had tennis lessons oh uh, right they exactly. were busy he had to go buy a new for a, oh jaguar. It? Jag, jaguar a jaguar hansen is waiting outside and tells kenny just because he messed up that doesn't mean that his life is over he shakes kenny's hand and kenny thanks him all right now penhall cannot believe hansen busted a burglary and drug ring after being there for one week and has gotten three collars. Oh, repeating this as he's coming down the fire pole. Yep. We find out that Kenny went to rehab. But we don't know why. Because because apparently he was a druggie. Well, if you go to, don't they send you to rehab from the hot? Okay. 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 Hoffs and Ioki tell Hanson he did good work. Penhall tells him he's impressed. Mm-hmm. Hanson asks where Jenko is because he wants to debrief. Penhall tells him nobody debriefs on Friday night. Hanson shows up to Jenko's garage where his band is playing. And guess what? What does he do? He sits in with his saxophone. Aww. And sing. So, Case, <sighs> for our next and last episode of our summer TV movie, Extravaganza, Extravaganza. we're going to do Heart to Heart. Yes. We were going to do Heart to Heart and Love Boat. Yeah. But I bumped Love Boat for 21 Jump Street. 21 Jump Street. So, Love Boat's going to have to wait till next summer. All right. Do you have a favorite TV movie from the 70s, 80s, or 90s you'd like us to review? Let us know. Find us on our socials. We're on Facebook at Made for TV Movie Club Podcast. On Twitter at TV Movie Club Pod One, and on Instagram at Made underscore Four underscore TV underscore Movie or underscore in, Club, or in Costa Rica, everywhere, everywhere, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> or give the hashtag MFTVMC Podcast to Google, and you'll find us. Whoop, whoop. You can listen to us on all your favorite podcast channels, including Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, Deezer, and I. Heart Radio. That's a mouthful. If you love us as much as we love you, give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or find us on Facebook and tell your friends all about us. Tell them. Until next time, we'll see you right here in the clubhouse.
this sure does improve the TRW.